listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I am sharing a word of the Lord with you that he gave me on Monday. And I hope that this is an encouragement to you in a twofold way, which I will get to in a moment. But let me share this word with you. So on Monday, I was on a drive down to support a friend who was doing a very difficult thing. And it was a long drive. It was about three and a half hours for me. And I got in the car and it was bright. It was that point in the day when the sun's right in your eyes and there's just no way to cover it with the sun visor. So I put my sunglasses on and I'm driving along the freeway and I realize pretty quickly, oh man, I have smudges all over my sunglasses. And you know how that is. It's not the easiest to see. It's not the most comfortable, but it's also not the easiest to clean your glasses while you're driving. So I'm just kind of dealing with it in the moment. And the road that I was on, the freeway that I was on, came in and out of shade and sun. And I had seen the smudges in both. I just wasn't seeing the clearest vision through these glasses because they were all smudged. So all of a sudden, I hear the Lord say, I am cleaning the lenses so that you can see clearly. And I was like, okay. Now, those might not have been the exact words, but it was very, very close to that. That's the gist of what the Lord said. I am cleaning the lenses so that you can see clearly. It's like, okay, Lord. So I come into another part of the road, and it's bright sun. And I'd been in bright sun like that already, but this time I come into the bright sun, and I hadn't done anything to my glasses. But in that moment, suddenly I could see through those glasses with perfect clarity. It was like someone had perfectly cleaned them with glasses cleaner and the whole thing. I didn't see a single spot on those glasses, which even if I had taken my shirt and cleaned them or wiped them, you know how that is. You get rid of some of the smudges, but sometimes you just smudge it more. It's not the easiest way to clean them. But no, I come into the sunlight and it's like all of the smudges are gone. I can see perfectly through these glasses. There's no smudge. And I immediately am like, wow, Lord, you did that. And it seems like such a little thing. But when I had the revelation that he had done that, and he had done it in an instant without me even seeing him do anything or experiencing any gush of a sense of his presence other than what he said, he had just cleaned my glasses. He'd made my sight clear in that moment. And I was overwhelmed with emotions in a good way. I had an emotional response. I started weeping, tears of joy, because what I realized is, and I knew this already, but sometimes the Lord has to just highlight things to you in a new way to speak to your heart in a way that your heart can fully receive it. What I realized in that moment, in a deeper way, was that that's all it takes. The Lord can literally change someone's vision in an instant. You know, if you have a loved one that's struggling and their mindset is twisted and they've been believing lies or they're not in their right mind, the Lord can literally shift their vision in an instant so they can see clearly. He can clean their lenses so that they can see clearly. And that's what I had this revelation of in that moment. Was it for me? Yes. The Lord wanted me to see clearly. 
But it was also this encouragement for those who I've been praying for. Don't you know that in an instant I can shift it all because I can clean their lenses and make them see clearly. I can do it like that in a suddenly. So that was a huge encouragement to me. And I just felt overwhelmed with the awe and wonder of God, just this gratefulness of who he is and what he's able to do. And I was so grateful for this encouragement because I knew he was encouraging my heart in a deep way with this. So I keep driving and I come into a shaded area again. And I think my sunglasses still look totally clear, but are they really like, are there any smudges? Like that was wild. There were no smudges. So what do I do as I'm in the shady area? I start looking for the smudges on my sunglasses. Now, how often do we do that in life where we come into a shady area and we start looking for the smudges? I was really just doing it out of curiosity. I mean, obviously, the smudges on my sunglasses didn't mean anything in particular. It wasn't something that was super emotional to me. The Lord had already spoken to me in that moment. But when I first looked, I didn't see any smudges. But then as I looked really hard, it's almost like the smudges started appearing. And I thought, oh, now I'm seeing smudges again. And then I come back into the sunlight. And initially I see the smudges again when I first come into the sunlight. But then again, they just disappear. I'm in the bright sun and the Lord totally clears my lenses again. And I can see clearly the smudges are gone. And he says, look to the sun and your vision will be clear. Look to the sun and you will see with clarity. So He meant son, S-O-N, like the son of God, Jesus. Obviously, it was a play on words there with the sun, like the sunshine versus the son of God. But look to the sun and your vision will be clear. Now, here's where it should speak to you in another way. There are times the Lord is working in our lives and he is doing amazing works and he's even given us a promise. Hey, I'm doing this. Your loved one that you've been praying for, they are saved. I am showing you that what I am doing, maybe you've even been given a vision of their freedom, of their awakening, and you see that he's going to do that. But in the natural yet, you don't necessarily see it right away. So you might be riding on the sunshine of what God has said. God is good. There's been a breakthrough. There's been movement in this area. God is moving. God promised this. Maybe he's just given you a powerful vision and you're kind of riding on that vision and the joy and the excitement of it. But then what happens? The enemy throws some shade. Now, what can the enemy throwing some shade look like? It could mean that you're overtired and stressed It could mean that the enemy just tries to put one negative thought in your head to cast some shade, or maybe it's that things were looking like breakthrough was happening and then all of a sudden you don't see that or it doesn't look good in a moment or things have just been stagnant or quiet. And in those moments, the enemy is casting shade and trying to get you to look for the smudges because what do the smudges represent? Well, the smudges can represent the fears, the disappointments, the things that are going wrong. You know, if it's a loved one that is struggling, it could be things with them started looking up. Maybe they started getting things together. Maybe they started having some freedom, but now it seems like they've backslidden again. Or you just see these areas where they still need healing and the enemy's trying to use that to cast shade to make you look for the problem. 
But God says, don't look for the problem. Don't look for the smudges. Look to the sun. Look to the sun. Because when you look to the sun, Jesus, and you look to my promises for you, and you focus on me and all of the things that I can do, that breakthrough comes and you see with clarity. But if you allow the enemy to mess with your mind while he's casting shade, you won't see with clarity. You will see the smudges that the enemy is trying to make you look at. And the reality is, it doesn't matter what things look like in that moment. It doesn't matter what the enemy says. It doesn't even matter what the facts are. The fact was that my sunglasses were smudged and I couldn't see clearly out of them. But God is greater than all of those things. None of that is too hard for God. God can shift all of those things in an instant. And we have to put our focus on him and not look for the smudges and not pay attention to the shade that the enemy is casting. We have to focus on God. We have to look to the sun. Because when we look to the sun, God gives us clarity of sight. We can see clearly. We can see clearly what God is doing. And we can see clearly the one who can fix all of the things that need fixing in our lives and in our loved one's lives. And just as he cleared my lenses on those glasses in an instant, he can clear our sight so that we see what he wants us to see and we see the breakthrough. He can also, in an instant, change the vision of our loved ones that need to clearly see the truth. He can shift it in an instant. And I really wanted this episode to be focused on prodigals and those who are believing for loved ones to come to their senses, to come out of addiction, to come out of bondage, to come out of abuse, to come out of the dark places that the enemy has tried to put them in. Because you've been believing and maybe you've seen breakthrough, but maybe in the moment the enemy's trying to cast shade and it doesn't look good. Maybe the enemy's trying to tell you all of the things that God still needs to do or the things that still need fixing and healing or all of the lies that they've believed that need unraveling. But God says, don't look at those things. Look at me because in an instant I can take care of all of it. In an instant, he can shift it all. In an instant, he can clear their vision and make them see. So I really felt that this is an encouragement for those who have been standing for loved ones. It's an encouragement to you to believe no matter what it looks like and to look to God and look to what he is saying and to focus on what God is saying and to war with those prophetic words and to war with those prophetic promises and to shut down the voice of the enemy and speak the truth of God. Because in an instant, he can do it. In a suddenly, he can do it. He can clear their lenses, clean the lenses and make them see clearly and bring them to their senses. And it's an encouragement to you to look to him so that you can see the vision clearly that God has already promised and war with the word of God instead of getting sucked into discouragement of the enemy. So I just want to give some scripture references that talk about suddenlies where it looked like people were very far gone, but in an instant it all turned around and the Lord brought them to their senses immediately. So I'm going to share Luke 8 first. So if you're not familiar with this chapter, there is a section starting at verse 26 
that is titled in the NLT version, Jesus Heals a Demon-Possessed Man. So this is the man in the region of the Gerasenes. And Jesus crossed a lake to come to this man. So this is what it says in verse 27. It says, As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time he had been homeless and naked, living in the tombs outside the town. So that's referring to the man that was possessed by demons. And there are some versions that actually say that he would hurt himself as well. So next verse, it says, As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him, then screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Please, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. This spirit had often taken control of the man. Even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness completely under the demon's power. So this man had been so far gone under demon oppression that the demons would literally take him over. He couldn't remain clothed. He would hurt himself. Even if they tried to guard him and chain him and shackle him, the demons were so strong. What he was facing was such a mess. He was so far gone that he would break the chains and shackles and he would run into the wilderness naked and was living in the tombs in a dark place. That's how far gone he was. Well, he meets Jesus in that moment and Jesus demanded, what is your name? So he's speaking to the demons here. This, by the way, is the only scripture that references Jesus asking any demon what its name is. But this demon fought back a little bit. So Jesus commands it to tell his name. And the demon replies, Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged him to let them enter into the pigs. So Jesus gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town and surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what happened. A crowd gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane. And they were all afraid. Now, they were afraid because they couldn't comprehend what had just happened, because they had witnessed a miracle It said earlier in the scripture, if you remember, that this man had been like this for a long time. So this man seemed helpless and too far gone for anyone to help him. They couldn't even keep him chained. But in an instant, in an instant, face to face with Jesus, he was completely delivered and completely freed. And in that instant, he was sitting at Jesus's feet fully clothed, and perfectly sane. If Jesus can do it for the man at the garrisons, he can do it for your loved one, and he can do it in an instant. 
Nothing is too hard for our God. Jesus is the answer to all of it. So we have to keep our eyes focused on the Lord, Jesus Christ. That man looked so far gone. All of those people, all they could see was the demons and the mess. But God could see him sane and healed and delivered. And Jesus did it in an instant. So I'm also going to share a couple other stories from the Bible. Now that story from Luke, that's not just a parable. That's an actual account of a man that Jesus and the disciples met. That actually happened. This next story is another one that actually happened. It wasn't just a parable. This really happened. It's entitled Saul's Conversion, and it's from Acts 9. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As Saul was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but no one, they didn't see anyone. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I have heard many people talk about the terrible things that this man has done to believers in Jerusalem, and he is authorized by the leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. So Saul showed no signs of changing. Saul had no desire to change. Saul was on a mission to destroy Christians. But in a moment, 
the Lord encountered him. And in that moment, the Lord made him helpless. He knocked him off of his horse and made him listen to the word of the Lord. And he actually blinded Saul so that Saul could see. Kind of an interesting thought. He had to blind him so that he could actually see. And then the Lord sent a laborer, Ananias, to go to Saul. And instantly Saul's eyes were open. The scales were removed and he could see clearly. Then he got baptized. So Saul showed no signs of changing, had no desire to change, showed no signs of changing, but in an instant, in an encounter with Jesus, the Lord himself rebuked Saul of his behavior and showed him the truth and made him helpless for three days, blinded him so that Saul would know that God is God and God could give him true sight back. You see, when those scales fell from Saul's eyes, he wasn't given the sight from before. The blindness from before that was metaphorical fell off and Saul could see the truth this time. God gave him clarity of sight. And as soon as he had the clarity of sight, he got baptized and he was totally transformed. Even his name was changed. He became Paul and he became a devoted Christian who went out preaching the gospel and saving others in an instant. That's how God can turn it around. See, Ananias wanted to focus on the shade that the enemy was casting, on what Saul was. But God said, no, Saul is my chosen instrument and I'm asking you to do this because I have transformed him. And Ananias went in obedience and in an instant it was done. So there's one more illustration from the Bible I want to share. And you are probably familiar with this story of the prodigal son. It's also known as the lost son. Now this is a parable But even in the parables, it's a picture of how God operates. It's a picture of how he is with his people and how he transforms. So this might not be a story of an actual person. This might not be an actual account of a person. This is a parable. But in this parable, Jesus speaks of the way the Lord works, the way that he brings people to repentance, and the way that he receives people when they come to repentance. So... The Lord shared this story. A man who had two sons, the younger son, told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all of his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, A great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. Verse 17, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, 
I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For the son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. This is how God brings people to repentance and gives them clarity of sight. And this is Luke 15, by the way. So verse 17, it says, when he finally came to his senses. So there had been a process. His son had been gone. His son had been gone long enough to squander his entire inheritance He lost everything. He'd been gone long enough to do that. And then famine hit and he was starving. And then he had been serving this person for pay, but he was still starving. And after everything that he had been through, it looked so bad. Just think, this father probably didn't even hear from his son during this time. He just waited and hoped and prayed and fattened the calf. But it says when he finally came to his senses. So yes, there was a process for him to get to that place that looked so bad, where he was starving, where he was literally in a pit with pigs. And if someone had looked at that, they would have thought how far he had fallen. But that's not what God saw. God knew that in that moment, repentance was coming. And in that moment, God brought him to repentance. And he finally came to his senses In an instant, he had already been in the slop with pigs, but in that instant, it registered. He came to his senses. He saw clearly. He realized that he had been in the slop with pigs when he could have been in his father's home, fed well, where even the hired servants were fed better than where he was being treated. He came to his senses in an instant. And the Father received him with love. We are also to receive our loved ones with love and gratefulness and celebration when they return for the same reason. It seemed that they had died, but now they've returned to life. It seemed that they were lost, but now they are found. God does things in an instant. What may have taken years to fall apart, what may have taken so many instances and difficulties to get to the place that it was, God can turn it all around in an instant. In each of these illustrations, the prodigal son, the man at the Gerasenes, and Saul, they had all gotten into this place and been in this place that was not good and far from God for a long time. It did not look good, but in an instant, God turned it all around. So I say to you today, look to the sun and he will give you clear vision. 
Do not let the shade that the enemy is casting cause you to look for the smudges. Look to the sun and he will give you clear vision. And know that those that you have been praying for can be awakened and brought to their senses in an instant, that in an instant, God can and will clean their lenses so that they can see clearly and finally come to their senses. I hope this encouraged you today. I hope you have a blessed week. Blessings to you all, and I will talk to you next week. Where do you begin?